At five past eight on Wednesday evening, Borough were 13 points behind Sheffield United, having played a game more. Fast forward the other 85 minutes of that game and the games from Saturday, the gap is now down to four and the automatic promotion race is on. It's the Uruguayan curl to one in. What is up guys, Matthew here and welcome back to another episode of Project Borough. Today we are going to be discussing Borough's, another win, what is it, a fifth straight win as we beat QPR 3-1 at the Riverside on Saturday afternoon and this result of course came two and a half hours-ish or two hours after the kickoff of the early game which was Millwall versus Sheffield. United, the team Borough are of course chasing down for second position and as I said on Wednesday we went behind to Sheffield United, it looked like it had gone and we managed to claw it back to seven points but even then, big gap, game in hand until three o'clock on Saturday, Sheffield United went to Millwall, lost 3-2 in a thriller and opened the door for Borough to close the gap to four points and that is exactly what we did. Now in terms of a performance it was very much a second half masterclass from Borough. The first half wasn't great, it was quite flat to be honest and I was actually really nervous about this one. Um, Michael Carrick made a number of changes, um, three changes for this game, three changes that I didn't think were necessary but he brought McNair in for Dale Fry, brought Barlasser in for uh, Johnny Housen as well as Aaron Ramsey in for Marcus Force. And I was quite relaxed before kickoff, even with the results going our way earlier in the day. A big open door for Borough to walk right through and close the gap. But as you know, Borough in the past, when they've been presented with opportunities, have more often than not slipped up and missed the open goal. So when I saw that we were tweaking and making a few changes. I was a little bit anxious, I'm not going to lie, and I thought Force has been integral in our performances and goal creations of late. Housen is so good at breaking up the play, as good as Barlasser is, you know, Housen is, is, is perfect at spotting danger, sniffing out danger and, and, um, and yeah, stopping potential attacks for the other team. And then, of course, you're changing Dale Fry for Paddington there in the centre of defence, always a risk. So I was a bit nervous when I saw the team, and the first half wasn't bad it, it wasn't bad it, it, it wasn't even average it was good it was okay but we just weren't quite at it um we were very flat we were misplacing passes um and yeah it wasn't a great first half from borough and we went in nil nil and it's it's times work like this where you think this game could either go one way or the other we could stay like this as we are drop points miss out on a huge opportunity you know even if we drew we're gaining a point but we're at home to a team who have been hopeless in the league for so very long I think they've won 1 in 16 or something um, up to this point so you expect to win so the second half was massive and thankfully Borough came out a different team in the second half and we were absolutely fantastic a brace from Tuba Akpom what more can be said about this guy he is possessed 
19 goals for the season now. He's surpassed Patrick Banford's 17 from the playoff season. I think it was, was it 14-15? I think it might have been 15-14-15, I think. Um, and has now netted 19 league goals for Borough, including his one in the Cup. That's 20 for the season and is pretty much on course to being the first Borough striker to hit 20 goals. Um, since Slaven in 1991 and it's been a meme almost for Borough um, and Borough fans since every year we've been getting we've signed strikers you know Jordan Rhodes David Nugent Samba Longa big money um, and we've always said these are the guys who are going to finally be that 20 goal striker and they've never got anywhere near um, I think Britt might have gotten 14 in a season or something um, but for Akpom a player who's not even he wasn't even in our plans at the start of the season. You know, there was talk of him leaving. He, I think he, you know, his contract was running out. I can't remember. But he, we, you know, we brought in other strikers, um, and it looked like Akpom very much was on the back burner. We were linked with uh, Jurgen Strand Larsen, among others. Akpom didn't even feature in pre-season. I don't think so. For him to rock up and, you know, score 19 league goals is absolutely ridiculous, um, and. We finally got the breakthrough through him, and it was an incredible ball from Dan Barlasser, and that's what he has been brought in to provide. I mean, his deliveries, albeit from corners, our corners were utterly rubbish in this game. Every corner we floated on top of the keeper, and it was like catching practice for him. But from open play, Barlasser, fantastic ball, perfect cross to Akpom, who headed it into the bottom corner, perfect header, down in the corner keeper stood no chance and you can see how much it meant to him the shirt was off the subs were over you can see how much that goal meant to the whole team and the relief I think just just disappeared at that point um, 64 minutes in and it's got to be said Barlasser and, and Ramsey first starts for them they weren't great in the first half I think they were getting up to speed um, with the game they were a little bit off but grew into it. I think Ramsey was okay. Uh, Barlasa really came into his own in the second half. Great assist. And then it was our game to lose. And um, Akpom doubled our lead. Not quite from the penalty spot. And to be honest, I don't even think it was a penalty. But the build-up play was absolutely amazing. Great flick from Archer. Um, Akpom, as he does, picking the ball up. Turns, great vision. Plays in McGree, who cuts back. And I don't think there's any contact um, here barely any there might have been minimal but you know to be fair the defender he throws himself at, at McGree it's a very rash sliding tackle and if he had made contact with him um, it could have been a nasty tackle um, whether he did or not I don't know McGree has obviously um, in, improvised and has, has done well to win us the penalty um, albeit very very soft but we didn't score the penalty. Um, if there's one weakness that Akpom has, it's his penalties. You know, Archer had hold of the ball for quite a while, and I felt very confident Archer would have would have put the ball away. Akpom took the, the ball off him and, and was wanting his brace. And it was an awful penalty, to be honest with you. Um, really poor. Um, just slightly to Dieng's left. Um, not in the corner. Not really struck with, with any great conviction. And to be fair, Dieng was probably... A little at fault for not holding on to this as well. Maybe it was just so close to his inside his body, um, he couldn't palm it away. The only all he could sort of do was just get his body in the way, and it, it couldn't help but parry it 
towards uh, Akpom again. Um, could he have held on to it? Maybe. But, you know, Akpom was at least there. Um, ready to react straight away to tap in the rebound. Putters 2 up. And the, from there on in, you think it's... It's a it's a three points guaranteed, and um, you know we were cruising to victory. We were, I was looking at the live table, four points the gap. I thought, my word, it's on. We are we are right behind Sheffield United, um, and then out of nothing, um, Elias Chair scores one of the craziest free kicks I have ever seen. And to be fair to him, he's clearly seen what Hannibal did for Birmingham against West Brom a few weeks ago um, when he basically tricked the goalkeeper who was nowhere near his near post bent it round the wall, caught out I think it was Button who was in goal um, albeit that was from a lot closer and I think Button reacted very slowly to that Chair saw that and this was from maybe 40 plus yards, somehow managed to bend it round the wall uh, obviously there won't have been much of a wall from that distance and caught Stefan out um, now Stefan gets unnecessary stick from Borough fans and I'm going to quickly put my piece in on Zach Stefan I think he is an absolute integral part of the team he's saved us more often than he's made mistakes and when goalkeepers are playing out from the back like Stefan is you know their mistakes are going to be you know magnified a hundred times as it is with any goalkeeper who makes mistakes so I think he's integral to how we play I think his distribution is fantastic um, I think he's improving in terms of um, how he's defending corners and crosses, how he's you know collecting the ball as opposed to sometimes flapping at it. Um, still makes me nervous. I think that's because of the goalkeepers Borough have had in the last um, couple of seasons. Bettinelli, Guzan. Um, I've completely forgotten who we had last year. Lumley, of course. Um, awful goalkeepers. So obviously, inherently, Borough fans are going to be nervous about their goalkeeper. But Stefan, I think, has been incredible. And he got, yeah, he got caught out in the post. I think you've, you've got to just commend chair for his I think for the execution it's a clever it's very clever it's a very clever strike um, and he was definitely their best player on the pitch he was the only player of, of QPR so I think I was a bit worried um, you know could, could have could have done something could have opened up something create something for them um, and that uh, on 89 minutes when the six minutes got added on I thought oh no like Borough don't you dare. We've seen this one before. You know, from absolute cruising, we're going to bottle it and miss out the biggest golden opportunity. And there was a fourth goal, but thankfully it wasn't for QPR. Riley McGree, another player who's getting... He just isn't getting the, the credit he deserves from Borough fans. He's, he's absolutely unbelievable. Um, put the ball in the back of the net after a you know great break. QPR parliament forward. Lenahan, whatever it was... a precise pass or a punt up the pitch uh, played it forward Crooks who has been the best super sub just seems to come on every game and, and have an impact whether it's scoring or setting up a goal uh, you know keeps the ball in crosses it to McGree who's free at the back post and he's simply got to pick his spot from about four or five yards um, and that finally allows all Borough fans to sort of you know, let out a huge sigh of relief. But you know, in all honesty, it was a you know a, a deserved win for Borough. I think it would have been an injustice if we'd have lost that game, or drew that game, or dropped points. We fully deserved to win, and this is where it's left us now. So, following Sheffield United's defeat to Millwall, they are now uh, on 61. The gap's down to four. They still have a game in hand, but 
Four points in a game in hand is a lot better than what was ten points in a game in hand only five days ago. So the turnaround in such a, sort, uh, such a short space of time is incredible. And Sheffield United seem a bit... They seem like they've been rattled a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Um, conceding three is very unlike them. Um, obviously, Heckenbottom got sent off in midweek. Uh, yeah, they just don't seem like they're in a stable position right now and, and heading into the run of games that they've got isn't great. I think I mentioned this in my last uh, in the last episode of Project Borough, but their upcoming fixtures are dire, to be fair. Watford at home, the Tottenham game is a tough one and a bit of an inconvenience, to be fair. I think they'll much rather focus on the league, but they've got a home FA Cup tied to Tottenham, which could impact fitness of certain players. They might even get injuries. Ewood Park won't be easy. Um, I'd expect them to beat Reading, but a Tuesday night at Reading's not a guarantee. Then they host the best travellers in the league at the moment in Luton. The stadium of light is horrible. We've got West Brom at the weekend, and that's going to be tough. They've got them, followed by Norwich away. So, I mentioned this in my last video. I think come April, the, the table could look very, very different. And, um, yeah, Borough have opened up a fantastic gap. Uh, eight points to seventh. Um, a couple of teams have games in hand on us, but what a great sort of gap we've built ourselves from the teams below us. And we're not even really, I don't think, considering, you know, anything but a playoff place. Now, I'd be astounded if we, we, we bottled a playoff position from here. And we are very much looking ahead. And I think I think being the chasers takes the pressure off. Um, and I think, you know, we very much, I think Dan Barlas said after the game, um, when he was interviewed, he'd much rather be the chaser than being chased. So there's no pressure on Borough. You know, we're comfortably in the playoffs. We're looking at a team in front of us who are dropping off and we're getting closer. There's no pressure on us. We can just look up and try and catch the team in front of us because there's no one remotely close behind. Even if Luton win the game in hand, the gap's still four points. So, yeah, I, I think we're in a great place, great form, fifth straight win, um, and very much on the, the tails of Sheffield United, who, of course, uh, do play Watford next week. As for us, we've got West Brom at the Hawthorns. Now, this... This isn't going to be easy. Um, in fact, this is probably going to be just as, if not harder, than the Sheffield United game. I think West Brom are unbeaten in eight home games. Um, Borough do have a good record at West Brom, um, but I think under Carlos Corberan, a fantastic coach, very flexible, adaptable coach, he, he came to the Riverside and schooled us last season with Huddersfield. So I am a bit bit wary of this one um, I'm looking at this one again a bit like Sheffield United and kind of saying well let's just come away with something to keep the momentum going um, we might drop points we might draw Sheffield United could even win but for me I just don't want us to lose don't lose don't lose the momentum keep picking up something so I'd take a point from West Brom but if we turn up and do our thing of course we can beat them you know we've been to Norwich and won at Watford uh, not Watford, we've been to Norwich and won, Sheffield United and won. Uh, I think there was another really big away day where we, where we got uh, big points. Can't remember off the top of my head now, but um, yeah, another another winnable game uh, quite easily. And we've, we've got a good record there. So yeah, it won't be easy. It'll be tough. Um, I am going to predict a draw, I think. Um, I think it'll... I think with how many goals we're scoring at the moment, I think we'll get two. I think West Brom could get two as well. So I'll say 2-2. Two, two. Um, but for me, it's important that Borough just keep picking up something from this game. If we can win, obviously Sheffield United have got Watford. Uh, yeah, the gap could be down to one point. Um, even if we draw, 
and they lose. It's it's down to three points. So yeah, just keep picking up points. I think that's the most important thing for me. And uh, yeah, here's hoping Borough can go to the, the Hawthorns and, and pick up three points. But that's my thoughts, guys, on the QPR win. Do let me know what you thought of it in the comments below. If you are a Borough fan, let me know what you thought. If you're new, please do subscribe to the channel and hit the like button to support this video. If you want to hear the experts discuss both this uh, the QPR win and the win from midweek, please head over to the Borough Breakdown podcast. Um, a podcast I do creative work for three amazing people who yeah provide the best podcast the best analysis it's honestly a joy to listen to so go and head over to the Borough Breakdown podcast for much further in-depth perfect um, yeah just perfect analysis of the Borough game I don't have my Borough Breakdown hoodie on I actually have a Juninho thing hoodie on today but yeah go ahead over there to check out uh, more additional Borough themed content but I'll be back um, with the next episode of Project Borough after the game against West Brom next weekend. Also, if you're a fan of FIFA and a Borough fan in general, I have just started a Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough career mode on FIFA. A link to that will be in the description or somewhere on the screen, so do check that out if you haven't already. But until next time, thank you so much for watching, guys, and I will see you in the next one.